0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on? Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's January 24th, 2023. This is Elijah Fire episode 167. So very exciting. Episode 167 already Man, exciting things ahead this year. So excited, still excited. I know at the end of last year, I was just like pumped up and I kept saying 2023 is going to be epic. And then backstage, Krista and I were talking about that and she was like, I just God said say that 2023 is going to be epic. And I'm like, man, twinsies, that's awesome. So we have been taking a portion of the donations every single time you donate to Elijahfire.com slash donate. We take a portion of those donations. Obviously, we take a majority of it and we funnel it into this because there are a lot of moving parts in the background. Figuratively, not this background. Um, People are like, I don't say moving parts, Jeff, for all you literal people out there. Uh, Figuratively, um, but we are also taking a portion of those, those donations and we are, we've partnered with Show Mercy International. We're doing amazing work with water wells over in Uganda ethiopia nepal and we have a very exciting thing basically now that we launched today but first i'm going to show a a recap video an update video and then i'm going to talk about it okay see in a sec all right we have some very exciting things planned for 2023 um so the first one let me pull this up because i want to i want to make sure i nail this Steve talked about it today on Elijah streams. For those of you who watch Elijah streams, for those who don't know, and you just watch Elijah fire, maybe you found Elijah fire. We are part of Elijah list ministries and we are the, uh, Elijah streams is the ministry that is the parent ministry of Elijah fire. We we spun off from Elijah streams. So, um, we, um, effective now, uh, we, for the next couple of months, we're going to be focusing on helping organizations based in the U S who are involved in assisting in recovery and restoration of human trafficking victims, which is amazing, you guys. So um, if you guys go to ElijahStreamsGrants.com, so that's ElijahStreamsGrants.com, that'll uh, redirect you to this website right there. So you can uh, you can select that you're applying on behalf of an organization. Or you can recommend an organization. So you can click on one of those two. So yeah, if you go to ElijahStreamsGrants.com, it'll take you right here and you can submit. Um, Guys, I know there's a lot of people who are really trying to spearhead the human trafficking crisis. My wife and I, you know, like in missions, that's one of the things we were heavily involved with, uh, her more so than me. Um, And so we both have a huge heart for this. So I heard Steve talking about this. I was like, dude, we gotta like... We got to promote this. Um, so I'm very, very excited about this. I had no idea this was coming. Okay, sometimes you just find out. Steve, he does this thing, and then bam, here he is with this thing. And I was like, "Do we got to grab a hold of this?" So super exciting, you guys. Um, some of you know people who are, who are embarking on this journey of really trying to help human trafficking victims get them housing, counseling, healing, all that stuff. This is the great opportunity to. Take possibly get a grant from Elijah streams. So if you get ElijahStreamsgrants.com, grants.com, then you can sign up for that, or you can recommend a ministry or whatever. Um, the other thing I just wanted to hit on one more time, they have to be ministries based here in the U S um, just, I I'm sure it's for tax reasons. I'm sure it's for legal reasons. Um, but, uh, more on that later, um, as to the why, but that I'm just relaying what I was told that it has to be ministries that are based here in the united states um so very exciting you guys such a great opportunity and we will i'll be making sure to promote this all the time keep it in the forefront of you guys' minds so very exciting um okay um i think that's all of my oh yeah we'll, we'll I'll drop a link in the description as well thanks thanks Nesh. um all right so i my guest you know, she doesn't really need an introduction. She's so awesome. And she's a good friend of mine. And we always have a good time. So much so that we just kind of were like, you know what? Let's just like, we don't need talking points. Let's, <laughs> we'll be good. We always veer off of them, anyways. So, um, my guest today, she is a prophet to the nation. She's an author. Uh, she's the founder of Elisha's Mantle Mentoring. She's also the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries. Let's give it up for my guest today, my friend. Krista Alysha, Hold on. I ruined it.
2: It never fails. You're still my favorite person. I swear. Other than like my immediate family and Jesus. That
1: is (laughs) so funny. Oh man, I'm dying. That's great. Uh, It was just (laughs) like such, I just, so anticlimactic. It was like, Faking everybody. I'm like, no, we're leaving. Then we're playing the outro. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Oh, man. How are you? It's been, I think the last time you were on was the Christmas special.
2: Yes. I'm I'm really good, actually. Yeah. I was about (laughs) to cry backstage when you started talking about the grants. And then when you did that, I just got hit with like holy laughter here. So I'm trying to reel my.
1: Yeah. Keep it together. Keep it together.
2: Yes. No, it's actually funny. I was uh, in Florida uh, just this past weekend. The Lord told me to go down there um, to just be obedient. And I ended up going to a a function that had like Robin Bullock was supposed to be there and um, a couple other people. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I'm blanking on the uh emmanuel johnson a lot of elijah stream people Mm -hmm. amanda grace and just to like love and serve on people but i i got to meet nancy alcorn okay uh, yeah who is i guess from mercy multiplied i've only ever heard of her once but do you remember a while ago i said hey jeff i think the lord is calling me to like do a thing with human trafficking Mm -hmm. and i think i'm supposed to open up houses for these women can you help get me in contact with this lady I had no idea she was going to be there. And I just ran into her. I just
1: realized that I was supposed to give you her phone number.
2: (laughs) Well, I got her phone number. Well,
1: okay. It's funny though. It's kind of worth telling. Okay. Because I contacted Krista Bullock because she spoke at the Bullock's church. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you said, Hey, would you mind, you know, reaching out? I said, yes. And then it took a long time to get the number. And then I got the number and then life happened. And then. (laughs) You know what? It worked out. It, it worked totally out.
2: worked out because yeah. she knew who I was. So that was good. So oh, I didn't awesome. seem like a weird person. Um yeah. but no, I ran into a couple of people down there and they were just going on and on about me and you and how they love you and how like when we're on together, it's one of their favorite times because of the way that we just like, Uh-oh. we're so friendly and all that yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I got to tell Jeff, he'll love that. Yeah. So, that's sweet. And then I always tell him that, you know, you're a real life superhero and that you're a giant of a man. And that when you hug me, my head fits in your armpit because I'm <laughs> way shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're True. like, really? I'm like, yes, really. He's amazing. Yeah.
1: So everybody but- will get armpit in face. When they hug me. No. She
2: wears great deodorant.
1: Yeah. I don't stink. I promise.
2: No, not at yeah. all. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was really cool to get to meet her. So I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeff. Had, I mean, that's actually what is on God's heart right now. I don't want to veer too off into that.
1: Hey, whatever. Topic, we're just going to, we're going to popcorn
2: style so today. Popcorn. Yeah. You see my cute little scarf? One of my yeah. mentoring. Friends made me. It's popcorn. The, but, the buttery fatness of the Lord mm. is going to be on this year. Awesome. And it has been like this theme in our group about the popcorn and about multiplication and um, just God's anointing being on his people to carry his fire and then bring explosive encounters um, to people who aren't saved. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. Micah Turnbow's in the comments here. Micah! (laughs) But yeah, like I totally, I didn't even remember that you had said that your word for 2023 was epic.
1: Yeah, it was just something I kept saying. I just was like, you know, man, 2023 is going to be epic. And, um, you know, it just felt right. You know, some years it's like. Some years are, you know, you could say that you're like, this is my year, you know, but it, it it wasn't just something I was saying. I don't say that for every year. I can say, I, I can think of a few years that I've been alive, which is 37 years now. Um, There's a few years that I can think of where I'm like, yeah, I was, I, I, I knew there was something different about that year and that year. And it ended up being that way. Like, I remember when I transitioned from 2007 to 2008, I was like, man, I went through a really hard season and I was like, man. Something feels different about two thousand eight, and I was so excited, even though I was still kind of in a, a difficult time. Um, and it ended up being the year I met my wife. You know, uh, all that stuff, a lot of the really good stuff. It was just a great, great, great year. Um, and so, to me, I had the same feeling, almost more for for this year. So, yeah, yeah, that, be epic.
2: I'm feeling that too. I mean, because it was funny, I felt that way about. 2020, um, you know, going into 2020, I was like, man, this is going to be a great year, and then all this stuff happened in 2020, and you're like, what in the world? But God used that year, um, in such an incredible way to like launch so many ministries, mine included. You know,
1: that's when Uh, Elijah's dreams took off,
2: yeah, I know. Um, that was when you know my first video went viral, and God Mm -hmm. launched my ministry. And I mean, that's the way that God does things, you know, like when all the stuff in the world, it's like when, when from man's perspective, it would be impossible. God does the impossible. He does the, the amazing, big, incredible things. And I feel like that is going to be this year. I also feel like, um, 2023, I know that we've gotten some like words like earlier, even I did like some warnings about some storms that were coming and things that we needed to be prepared for. Um, But how God's protection was going to be on his people that were passionately pursuing him and following him. Mm. Um And I, you know, I still believe that, but I believe that, you know, it's like, so God told me I had this really crazy encounter and like, he's just been talking to me about the movies and about long-standing prophetic storylines that we're going to see like come into fruition we're going to see promises be fulfilled we're going to see like long-standing prophetic words like Mm -hmm. prophetic words from like the 60s and the 70s beginning to come to pass Mm -hmm. um, and unfold before our eyes and he said that this year was going to be um a spiritual clash of titans and wow. um i thought that was really cool and then i'll probably share about that vision but i wanted to share about um the the lord is his heart is really on the widows and orphans and on those who are trapped in sex trafficking um He's been giving me a download for the Arise Women's Movement about, um, you know, last Actually, it was like this week last year, Jeff, that I launched the Speak Life Project. Wow. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been a year. Wow. Exactly a year. And I will say last year was epic as far as like what God did. But I feel like this is like this is going to be even bigger. Um, And he, one of the things with me running into Nancy Alcorn with the mercy multiplied was that I feel God is calling me to start bringing solutions to the body of Christ in regards to human trafficking and um, supporting single moms and the prevention of child sexual abuse. And he's given me this whole, mobilization model he told me with the arise women's movement he said i want you to call a million women to be positioned and mobilized for national revival and cultural reformation
3: okay
2: and he's dealing with the issues of sexual sin yeah um to restore and to heal broken hearts and broken identities. Mm-hmm. And so I just bless Elijah's dreams. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. True yeah, ministry. It says in you know, in James 126 that yep. true ministry is to care for the widows and the orphans, right? I mean, and that includes You know, people who are trafficked in that, that's what he was talking about. People that were comfortless or had no covering, no shelter, and no protection to minister to them was pure religion and to not be um, defiled by the um, mindset of the world. And so, I know that you guys are going to be abundantly blessed with that. And yeah. I'm going to be one of the first people to sign up for because yeah. I got, I got some homes. I got to build for, yeah.
1: You got some ideas. I got,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, it's I crazy. Asked, How am I going to do it?
1: Yeah. What's crazy too, though, about that James verse is, um, uh, towards the, the tail end of last year, it was like, sometimes you get like, Sometimes I could go just from like book to book to book, you know, whatever. But there are sometimes when God will like highlight a specific book to me. He's like, I want you to really hone in on this one. And James was that way. And for a while it was like, I just couldn't get past um, chapter one. And I just kept reading chapter one over and over and over again. And then so much so that like that last verse in chapter one about looking after the widow and the orphan really stood out to me. I was like, man, I really, for some reason, God is really highlighting this to me. Yeah. I even have it highlighted right, right there. yeah so it's i um so i didn't know this was coming that steve had had this planned and so i was just like wow like that's that's really cool like god that this really is on god's heart and you know i want to go back to something you said earlier about you know prophetic words it seems like and i've I pointed this out a little bit on elijah fire um but there there's kind of this stark contrast between different prophetic words that people are releasing they either fall into one of two camps really either hard times or good times and so it may look like on the surface you go well which one is it you know and I've argued that it's both I think that there's going to be a clear marked distinction between the saints of God and the world where the world is going to continue down a specific path and obviously we are called to be, on mountains to be in society and we are going to see change but as people become more and more depraved in their behavior and that they're going to go down that path and and the the light is going to get lighter and the dark is going to get darker and so um but uh so to me i look at that as like um i think when you have a clear distinction between those things um I mean, you know, we've been talking about there's been tons of prophecies about like miracles and like signs and wonders and I think you've given a couple um as uh, you know, but um and in in order for that to happen, then it, the, just imagine if you have utter darkness and then all of a sudden you light a match in utter darkness, how bright that's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be even more than that, but um yeah, so
2: that yeah, that, yeah. And that's true. I mean, that's when. It's the birth pains, right? Like, or the labor pains. It's, right. when, it's when everything seems like it's, you know, crushing down, waiting around you. That's when the church explodes yeah. um, and when it's supposed to. And we see that like all throughout scripture, whenever the Israelites were oppressed, when they were, you know, um, persecuted and with the early book of, you know, the book of Acts church, when they were persecuted, when the darkness Um, tried to consume them on every side instead of, you know, withering away and, you know, burning out, they actually exploded. And that's one of the things with, you know, the the popcorn people is that I believe we're going to see, I gave a word last year about um, multiplication, that God was highlighting the multipliers and he was going to multiply the multipliers. And, uh, I had no idea at the beginning of last year that I was going to start my mentoring program. Like Mm. no idea. Um, actually I tried to run from it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you because Mm. I'm like, I, yeah, you, you want me to do what now? And I have to be committed to being at a certain place at a certain time. And then you, you know, like you want me to prepare for everything. I'm like, I'm a high school dropout. Like, God, what do I, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, um, how am I going to do this? And, he just told me you just be obedient you show up you know and i'll provide um the manna i'll provide the meat and and everything that they need and you just be a conduit and you just love people and man it has been amazing to watch the encounters in our group and watch the people in our group that were really struggling or were you know, hurting or trapped in bondage or needed deliverance. And they're getting, they're having radical encounters with Jesus, wow. um, getting totally set free and um, stepping into God's like destiny and prophetic words over their life. We actually just had a couple get engaged. Um, oh. oh my gosh. And uh it, even the way that all of that unfolded for them personally, um, was crazy.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit Elijah slash give
2: like, um, uh, my spiritual son, Etienne, he actually, uh, his mom was one that confirmed the popcorn people word to our group. Um, he had a prophetic word about his wife that he had been holding on to since he was 14. Mm. And, uh, some of the EMMers what I call them. We all get together here in Ohio once a month for like a regional lit fellowship gathering. And we're all hanging out in my barn on my new property that I had been praying about turning into a wedding venue and, um, and a home for single moms. And she ends up, Saying something that confirmed that prophetic word, along with like a couple other ones. And I looked over at him and I realized that he looked like terrified. And I was trying to figure out like what was wrong, but I couldn't discern it. And then come to find out, it's because he had all these prophetic words that literally this woman confirmed that she was his wife. And it was just crazy. And so it's like these instantaneous radical explosive Dude. encounters and fulfillments of God's long-standing words. Um, and there, and, and, and it just multiplies. Right. So, yeah. um, it's really exciting. Um, but yeah, that's what he's doing. And there's, God has really been putting an emphasis on, um, not just in evangelism, but in discipleship. And how, you know, the thing is, like, I see, you know, it's really sad. But when leaders or voices in the body of Christ um, think that they can correct other voices by publicly bashing them, that's not biblical.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a bit of that is going around right now. Yeah. Well, and what it does, too, is it causes uh I don't, know, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but it causes uh, um it, it's like everybody's in the cage together, and then you go over there and you just rattle it, and you go there, I've separated myself. I'm like, no, you just you just rattled everybody. That's what you did, you know, and it's like for me it's it's like there's so much going on out there outside of the church um that is difficult and we're having to, to deal with so much so that it's like, Hey, can we not bring any unnecessary? Like I'm, I'm very much Krista. I'm just one of these people. I'll go to the person and I'll talk to them.
2: That's what the Bible says. Yeah. That's what it says we're supposed to do. Um, and yeah, and that's what we should do and it should always be for the end goal, which is reconciliation and connection. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what the, I mean, always, because Jesus prayed for our unity, that we would be known by our unity and by our love.
3: Yeah.
2: And so the enemy always comes to divide. He'll cause situations with strife and whatever to cause division in the body of Christ, because a house divided cannot stand. Right. Jesus said that.
3: Yep.
2: And um, so uh, with that, it's you know we we're not supposed to rise up and condemn people the way that we correct error in the body of Christ is by teaching right you know that's how you correct error and the the word disciple or to discipline it literally means to teach right and so i feel like one of the one of the things that god is really doing In this season, and it's going to continue to do in 2023 and beyond, is that he's calling the body of Christ, the ones who are walking in revelation, walking in transformation, um, and have received a measure of freedom um, in Christ. He's gonna call them to begin to multiply after their own kind, you know. Um, that's what we were commissioned to do in the Garden of Eden is to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. And I feel like that's the season that we're in is like, we need to multiply the victory and the understanding, the teaching, the wisdom, the knowledge that God has put into us into others so that they can walk in that same freedom and to, to lead by example,
3: Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm.
2: um, I feel like that is, you know, we've been hearing a lot about the apostolic age. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, the, Mission of the apostolic office, or I mean, really any of the fivefold office ministries is or giftings the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor their job is to train and equip the body for the works of ministry. Mm meaning they're supposed to train people how to evangelize they're supposed to train people how to create kingdom culture they're supposed to train people in how to hear god speak how you know the teachers are the ones that pull it all together and keep us grounded in the word so we don't get off into error and goofy spiritual things that might just be opinion or whatever you know um and then the pastors are the ones that care for the the heart needs, the soul needs um uh, and of the of the flock, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we're to teach the shepherds or pastors are supposed to teach others how to have compassion for the broken and to go after the broken and bring them into the fold. And those five represent the fullness of Jesus and and the way that he operated as a government, as God's government on the earth. So in that you know, we're we hear all these voices talking about you know, this apostolic movement. and that means that we need to see God's government and God's mm-hmm. government comes through those fivefold offices training and equipping others in how to do the works of ministry mm-hmm. um, to create a govern governing force on earth. And so I feel like this is really, um, a year where God is like going to be talking more about His Word. He's mm-hmm. going to be talking more about um, one-on-one relationships and dis- and discipleship, and also just the butter fat, right? The multiplication, like you know, I feel like we're gonna those who who are after what is on God's heart, we're gonna eat the fat and drink the sweet, <laughs> you know. Um, I was talking to my friend Vinny. And I just—it's like the Lord was telling me that things are just about to pop off, like left and right. Like we're just gonna see suddenly things happen that are unexpected. And um, with with evangelism, I so I had had a vision, um, and then Janine uh, uh, Etienne's mom had shared this word, this blessing over her family, um, but the. That I'm going to share with you guys too, mm-hmm. just because it it was really good. I love it, and I feel yeah. like it's going to be a word over people. But um, I had had a vision of myself with Jesus, and He took me into this cornfield. And when I looked at the cornfield, um, I was actually very distraught because it looked like we had missed the harvest. Um, it looked like it was old; the, like the heads of corn were like you know weighed down Mm -hmm. um and everything was dried out and i was like oh no we missed it (laughs) you like what are we gonna do and jesus just took my hand and he is an all-consuming fire and my name krista actually means anointed one and i looked like oil or like Mm. butter and as we were walking through the field um the heads of corn began to explode and turned into popcorn. Wow. And then so this, this is a
1: vision that you had a vision. That okay. I
2: had. And so, and then there was so much popcorn that it looked like snow and it just blanketed the entire earth. And I felt like the Lord was saying that as he releases those who have old- oil in their lamps, like the brides that have oil, that know how to cultivate intimacy with their bridegroom king. And they're walking in fellowship with the light, meaning that they're walking in righteousness. Mm-hmm. They're walking in clear understanding of who Jesus is and what his word says. Because that's the thing. Like I was just talking on uh, the my EMM zoom, zoom earlier today, that darkness in scripture is um in the hebrew understanding darkness is actually related to ignorance Hmm. you know god said my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge or they're destroyed because of their ignorance jesus is revelation light um that's why you know he comes and he reveals truth to us so whatever is veiled in darkness Um, is either a mystery or it's something that we're ignorant of or we don't know yet. And Jesus comes and he reveals those things to us. And so, um, and as he reveals those things, we walk away from sin and we begin to walk in holiness because we walk like him because we know better. That's the difference between behavior modification and heart change. Hmm. You know, um, Um, like behavior modification says, oh, well, it says that it's a sin. And so I shouldn't engage in that behavior. Um, And then you try to control yourself. Right. But heart change is where you see you have revelation, like God shines light on that area of your heart and says, actually, this is why that is sin, because it hurts me. It hurts you and it hurts those around you. And when you realize, you know, how it hurts people and the damage that it does, then all of a sudden it breaks your heart because your heart is broken for what breaks God's heart and you turn away from that behavior and it makes it repulsive so you'll never go back you'll never have an issue with backsliding when you have true heart change Mm. and it's and the truth is revealed to you so god was saying that those who are walking in fellowship with his light that are illuminated with the power of the gospel and his truth and who are walking in his favor who are anointed who are in intimacy with him that as they go out into the harvest fields, they're going to see explosive things take place, and mm-hmm. even even in the most dead situations, you know, corn kernels they just look like little dead seeds.
1: And with enough, enough heat and oil, they they're delicious. Yeah. I- they're so good.
2: They're so good. Yeah. And so I like that's where the Lord is on. And everybody has a role to play in that. Like every single one of us can walk in fellowship with the light. Every single one of us um should know how to be intimate with the Lord and should be cultivating that intimate relationship yeah. with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and yeah. as and as we're walking with him and you know, carrying his presence, then we're going to see even the most impossible, hard, dead hearts suddenly have an encounter, suddenly come to life, suddenly be made white as snow, you know, sins removed, suddenly um, become something soft and able to feed the nations. Right. Like, and so, and it's about discipleship, Mm. teaching people um, Mm. how to walk with Jesus and opening up our Bibles, doing life together, and not being afraid of going into the hard places or the dead places.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one thing I wanted to actually uh, ask you to kind of pause on for a second, because, you know, a lot of, you know, Elijah's dreams really blew up in, um, you know, uh, 2020. And, you know, a lot of different ministries, a lot of people got exposed to prophecy for the first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so that's so for some people that's their foundation. Uh, and there's some people who got frustrated because things didn't happen the way they thought they would, and the time that they thought they would, or um, you know, whatever. Um, but you made a post a couple of days ago that I thought was really good. And I think now, especially with where we're headed um in 2023, now is a good time to have this conversation, and it's about the word versus prophetic words. You did you did a post like four days ago, I think. Um, that was really, really, really good. Would you mind talking about that for a little bit?
2: Yeah, no, totally. Let me, I'm going to go there and I just want to yeah. make sure that I know exactly what it is um, that yes, I said. The, yeah. No, I know what I said, but I, I just want to make sure that I quote it correctly. Uh, I gotcha. um, oh yeah, it was a wor- a warning, the warning word. So, yeah, I said, we should know the word, the Bible, more than we know certain prophetic words given by modern day prophets. Now, me as a prophet, <laughs> like recognized as a prophetic voice,
1: modern day prophet. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I tell people, you know, so when, when a person receives a prophetic word, it is translated through their soul, their mind, their will, and their emotions, Modern day prophecy is not the same as Old Testament prophecy. Old Testament prophecy, there was the Holy Spirit was on a specific person who was the only person in the land who was given communication by God to correct a nation and to warn them about what their sin was going to produce. If they turn back to God. And I still, looking through the lens of Old Testament prophecy, it's so important that even when God does say, hey, guess what? You guys are going to have to reap what you sow because of your sin and your rebellion. There's always a word of redemption that God says that even in your sin, this is what I'm going to do because I love you. Right. Um, But I have noticed that there is this thing that is happening where if I speak to um some people in, in that are in these circles that that know who the voices of the prophets are, they will know verbatim, certain prophetic words more than they know passages of scripture mm-hmm. and what yeah. Jesus said. Yeah. That is very alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't even test or judge a prophetic word without understanding scripture. Right. Yeah. Um, so the word of God, it's timeless principles, it's truths, it's values. All of those things are our plumb line, meaning that they are the weight that we use to discern what is is God in his heart. And what is not now, I will say that there have been words that are prophetic uh, that have challenged me. And when I am challenged by a prophetic word, because maybe the way that it was released or who released it might mm-hmm. have, you know, I hadn't didn't rub me the right way. Yeah, um, You're going a
1: lack compassion. I've heard somewhere they lack compassion, or you know,
2: yeah, or even you know. like. I don't, I'm trying to think of one. Um, There have been some things, some encounters that I've, I've read that really challenged me mostly because I thought they were too kind. Hmm. Um, God's God's love will always challenge us, especially if we're more uh, prone to a religious spirit or a judgmental spirit, or we have a real passion for holiness. Um, So God's love is, has always, it's, it's intoxicating. Um, but I have noticed that if I'm not grounded in God's word and I'm not having frequent time with him um, intimately, that I will be offended by some words that I think are too kind. Mm, Um, I see this happen a lot with Micah Turnbow, um, where he will release something and people will see it. And because it doesn't, line up with their judgment mentality and viewing God through the lens of, um, you know, somebody who wants to, you know, send, he wants to judge sin, then they will essentially like, you know, say all these mean things to poor Micah. And honestly, there were in the beginning of our relationship well, I didn't even know him personally. I was reading some of his words and I was challenged and the Lord really rebuked me and he said, mm. come. "He's like, look, come. I want to show you what my nature really tastes like because I'm good and it's my goodness that leads men to repentance." Yeah. And he said, "I have already judged your sin. You don't live from a judgment mentality any longer. You live from a new testament reality which is my blood." Has has been applied to redeem all of mankind, and I choose to look through the lens of my blood and call people that ha- don't aren't living in that reality into that reality by my goodness and my grace. So that really challenged me, um, yeah. and but then I would go and I'd read his words and I'd be like, okay, so that thing might there might really kind of challenge maybe a an understanding that I might have had but that looks like Jesus that tastes like Jesus. that actually sounds like the Jesus that I know mm. um, and honestly like I feel like maybe what I think I know is being kind of pharisaical right now mm. um, and so that but you have to you see that nature of Jesus in Scripture. And so when we have an encounter, see the Bible is to lead us into an encounter with the author.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
2: And to like lead us into an encounter with him so that we can, when we see things and we hear things, we can know whether or not it's really him.
3: Yeah.
2: And so... If we don't know our Bible, we're not going to be able to discern what is true from what is false. And I really felt that this is going to be the season where the Lord is calling the prophets, those leaders in the body of Christ, to get back to the basics, to the simple gospel, to making sure that, you know, when we have encounters and visions, that we are backing them up with the timeless truths that we find in scripture. Mm -hmm. And um, because the gospel never loses its power. Right. And um the Lord told me that uh, God was going to in 2023 was going to be purifying the prophetic to expose error. Mm. And um I also gotta tell you this because the Lord recently rebuked me about some things that brought some backlash on me. And um when I was talking to him about this, he's like this, he said, honey, I'm correcting some error. And I'm like, Oh no. Like you think you've totally like screwed up when yeah. you that error, error. <laughs> it just yeah. to miss it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, God, how did I error? And he said, you said something that was, uh, that was meat to somebody who was only able to take milk. And it okay. led them to sin. Wow! And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And and so I'm like, "Well, how did it, how did I lead them into sin?" He said, "Those people are now gossiping. They're slandering you, and they are causing division in my body to try to prevent people from um, receiving from you." Because you shared a revelation with them Mm. that they were not mature enough to be able to receive. Yeah. And that was error on your part, Krista, because you are mature and you can eat meat and you didn't wait to speak and into the, you know, speak these things, these mysteries to these people and it caused them to choke.
1: Wow. Man.
2: And I was like, oh my goodness. Lord. Yeah. I was like, I am so sorry. You're right. I, I did error. I missed that. And, you know, I said, Would you forgive me? And Lord, I forgive them. I release them. They owe me nothing. Father, I pray that you would, you know, that you would re- release your grace to cover wow. that situation and that you would lead them into maturity, into fullness um, in that area, God and and i believe that that is one of the ways that god is going to be you know correcting error in the body of christ in 2023 is that the prophets need to be careful about the revelation that they receive from the lord and recognize that it might not be for every audience you know yeah. like
1: yeah i it can be hard like i i have uh, you know uh nothing but um compassion towards that that predicament you know because it's it's not sometimes it's easy to go that i can tell that person's not not even what i'm about to say is is not going to even you know uh it's either going to be you know overwhelming for them or they're just not going to comprehend it and and um and then there are other times where it's not that's where discernment is so important um, cause we can't lean entirely on our assumption right? because this happens, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying it was assumption. I mean, maybe it was assumption that found you in that place. Oh, because they're this, that means this and this, you know, and I can say this thing, you
3: know?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, and so that's and or even just like with me, I mean, you know, this cause you and I do it all the time together. We're external processors. And so, yeah we get something or something happens and we have to like regurgitate it. Gotta to talk about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, in this case, that's one of the things that I was doing. I was just, I had just had this, you know, this revelation and I was just sharing it um, mm-hmm. out loud to process. And the person that I shared it with was somebody that I wasn't very familiar with. And, um, didn't know their stand, but because of the environment that we were in, I made assumptions and I wasn't careful with who I shared that with. And so it wasn't a safe place
3: Mm.
2: and I caused my sister to, to stumble. Um, and Mm -hmm. so I take responsibility for that. And, And, and I think that, you know, that's a big thing too, you know, part of, you know, we take responsibility for the things that, um, God shows us are our responsibility. And I think that we need to, you know, Micah and I have had this conversation too. Like, what do you post on Facebook? Um, because there's been some things that he's posted that been very controversial, but they were things that I knew were from the Lord that needed to be shared. And, um, he ended up posting them and we hadn't even had a conversation. The Lord was just talking to us about the same thing. And then you see how that post ministered to so many people. It was so encouraging, so comforting and so edifying. Right. It built them up. And then you see this religious spirit come in and start blasting and tearing him apart. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, that's not good. And, and you know, but, I mean, for me, I recognize that when I see a religious spirit manifest, it means that probably I am sharing true revelation of Jesus because Mm -hmm. that's what that spirit did to him. I mean, yeah, he
1: offended the religious spirit all the time.
2: And the religious spirit is the one who crucified him. Yeah. You know, and that was part of the, the uh, post that I said is that, you know, as God purifies the prophetic. I believe it's going to come through a wave of persecution. And uh, the Lord said we were going to see a clash between the religious spirit and the remnant. And that those being manipulated by the spirit of religion are going to feel justified. in it's in their crucifixion of certain prophetic voices and leaders because of the error that's running rampant in the body of Christ due to a lack of sound biblical understanding. And I said, you know, we must recognize that that's the, an attack from hell sent to divide the house of God because, um, a house divided can't stand it. We need to check our hearts and be armed with the sword of the spirit, which is the written word of the Lord, um, in this season. So, um, I have been careful to make sure that like when I have prophetic revelation, that is extra biblical, meaning that we don't, uh, it. It lines up with God's um, principles, his values, Mm -hmm. his commands, uh, and his character, the fruit of the spirit, his nature. It lines up with all of that, but maybe it's not written verbatim in scripture. That makes it, it doesn't mean that it's not true. It just means that it's not something that is in scripture. So that makes it extra biblical. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, but I've been, I've been seeking, um, the Lord, even when I have those encounters like God, like I just had a really crazy one the other day that looked like a movie I was telling you about. I'm like, God, you're going to have to give me like some scripture for this because (laughs) that could just, I, it needs to be validated with your word because I don't want to lead anybody into error. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, or be in error by not giving it that foundation of the written word from here for like from here on out. Um, cause people need that. And, and, you know, in a society where biblical values and even like the percentage of people in the church that don't even believe that the word of God is, you know, inherent. the inherent yeah. you know, word of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to we, we have to have this. I just feel like the spirits on that, like, Hey, get back in the word, like found, yeah. that has to be your foundation.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, one thing I say a lot is just the whole idea of like, whatever, whatever your issue is, it could be a sin thing. It could be uh doubt. It could be, you know um, you know, if, let's use the, the case of the Bible for example. Um, uh, you know say you're you're really struggling with you're like i just don't know about the adam and eve thing god you know yeah. um the the proper response is not to go i don't know about the adam and eve thing so i'm going to go to extra biblical things or non biblical sources and i'm going to get to the bottom of this guys i've seen it so many times people wind up in agnosticism or atheism that I mean, like that's the end result of that, and it's. I'm not sitting here being like, no one mustn't question. One of the things that Hebrew kids, uh, um, uh Israelite kids, like when they would go to school and they would come home, their parents would say, "What good questions did you ask? What good questions?" Do you... They want, they wanted their kids to to think for themselves. They wanted them to ask questions. So I am not against asking questions. I have a very curious, inquisitive mind, um, but. The solution when it comes to the word is running to God with your doubt, running to him with your questions versus, I don't know about this. I'm going to go over here and figure this out. God will reveal himself to you. Like That is a guarantee. That is a promise in scripture. And I've seen that 10 out of 10 times, 100 out of 100 times. I've seen that true in my own life. And in my close friends' lives as well, God will reveal himself, come near to me and I will come near to you. It's a promise in scripture. So, um, yeah.
2: So good. And I think, you know, what's so funny before all this stuff with the popcorn people, like and the discipleship and it really discipleship. It's about opening the word with people, sitting with them, doing life with them and saying like, Hey, let's, let's look at this. Like let's reason together. You know what I mean? And let's go deep. Um, I believe that you're one of those people. And so before all the butterfat and the popcorn stuff started happening, the multiplication thing, um, I was at hobby lobby buying a great some- store. Oh my gosh. I know I could I spend a million dollars yeah. in that joint, but I'm, I'm in there. I'm getting some supplies for our next women's meeting. And that's going to be in Ohio. On 222 and they happen to have an R2D2 popcorn maker. And I'm like, that thing is epic and I have no place in my house to put it but I'm getting that bad boy for Jeff Tharp. Yeah. And I immediately got on Amazon and I was like, and it's his birthday, buddy. Yeah. It's like, we're sending that thing.
3: Yeah.
1: And
2: I didn't even think for a second that maybe you and Lauren didn't like popcorn. I just knew I had to get it for you. Yeah. And so I got that gift for you and I sent it to you. And then it was literally like the next couple days after that was when all these prophetic words yeah.
1: Sorry. It's interesting. Yeah. I know I actually noticed that because we got it and I was like, what is this box? Like, uh, and then I opened it up. I was like, who is this from? And then it was a little note in there. I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, uh, but, uh, and then it was a couple of days later I noticed and it was like consecutive days or week weeks. Cause it wasn't, I mean, it's like, it's been a couple of weeks, but, um, uh, I started to notice those popcorn words and I was like, ah, I was like, I drew the connection. I was like, that must have, there there was something about like, that was like the, the incubation phase of a word that God was preparing within Krista and her people, you know? So yeah, it's cool. So cool to see.
2: So, and, and even like more than that too, because it was, um, so Micah had a vision about popcorn And then the Lord had reminded me of a previous word about popcorn. Um, I even bought like a big old popcorn um, like machine, like a carnival thing. And (sighs) I decided to try to use that um, at the revival rooms when uh, all my EMMers were there for lit fellowship. And I accidentally burnt it um, because I I squirreled out and like didn't turn the thing, but um, I just felt to get it out after I hadn't had it out in forever And the word that the Lord gave me with popcorn was according to Deuteronomy 111, which is um, the blessing that Moses gave the people. um, And it says, uh, may the Lord bless you and increase you a thousand times more than you already are. Mm. And multiplication to me, it talks about, well, for me, it, I always, I'm not really thinking in terms of dollar bills because I think of, I think I know that heaven's treasure is people. And so I automatically go to multiplying in numbers, multiplying in impact and multiplying what God has done in my life into others. And, um, and then the other thing with the Epic, you know, Epic, it means something really big. It's something on a grand scale, but it also ties into the movies. And, um, I, the movies like, it's, It's moving, and I feel like the Lord was saying that um, as we multiply what God has done into uh, in us into an audience, into others, into disciples, that we're going to see suddenly rapid changes, and we're going to see the body of Christ that has been dead and stagnant and you know in one place for so long suddenly get up and start moving. Hmm. Right. And, and yeah. out of that, it's going to turn into like us watching great acts of heroism. You know, actually there was like some stuff about epics that I was going to share like epic movies or whatever. Um, and I wanted to release that, but I also, so I was well, going to. popcorn
1: choose- is also a snap like uh, for movies too, like that definitely ties in. Cause it's like What do you, when we ask people like, what's like, what do you eat at the movie theater? Most people are going to say popcorn or what's the first thing you smell when you go into a movie theater? Popcorn. Yeah. So it's all all tying together.
2: So, um, uh, Etienne's mom, Janine, she sent this word and it was, is a word that I want to prophesy over everybody listening. Yeah. Um, because I feel like. She was a forerunner, and she was actually seeing into today. I mean, I know, and it's interesting in the words. She said she saw, like, a pop here and a pop there. I'm telling you, it's about to explode. So she said, around 1986, I was sitting in front of my breakfast room window. Everyone in the house was still sleeping. As I looked out the window, I was praying over my prayer list of family members, friends, neighbors, our church family, people we had worked with, business associates, basically everyone who were or had been in our lives. Um, Over the years, the list has grown. Over the past year, I have come to realize that this is not just for me and my family and the people I know, but this is also a picture of the great awakening and end time harvest. Hmm. Hallelujah. While praying over this list, I saw a vision. Simply put, there was a sauce pot with a solid lid on top. It was lifted up and there was a bright light shining on it from above. As I looked, I heard a pop, then a moment later, another pop. That continued for a bit with a pop here and there. Then pop, 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 as it does when cooking popcorn. That pattern continued. For some time, then all of a sudden an explosion of popping until the lid lifted up and beautiful, perfectly popped popcorn spilled out. I instantly knew that God was promising me that the popcorn people, as they are now called, were going to be saved and transformed beautifully and perfectly. Not one would be unpopped. Not one would be half popped. Not one would be burnt from the least of them to the greatest. Thinking about this picture was also the understanding that inside the pot, the popcorn were hard little seeds just laying in the oil. It was totally dark and gradually the heat and pressure increased until it was unbearable and they popped. There was no revelation of the light shining on the pot, at least for the little kernels, just total darkness and misery until pop. I was so excited about what God said. I immediately took a trip home to get all my family saved. They didn't exactly jump at the opportunity. When I got home, I refused to pray for them for about six months until the Lord called me back to the window. Over the years, people have gotten saved, one here, one there, most at the very end of their lives, some two days from death. But God has been 100% faithful. It makes me cry to even think, about how good God has been. Since then, the Lord has confirmed his promise in in many ways, a movie called Looney Tunes, back in action. I didn't even read this part of the word. I just skimmed over it. So uh, I'm like, whoa, it's the scene where Bugs Bunny puts a packet of popcorn in the stomach of a ridiculous blue monster.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give.
2: When the popcorn pops, it completely fills up the globe helmet on his head and blinds him, <laughs> rendering him helpless and defeated. So great. Other times it was confirmed through scripture about God saving the least to the greatest, saving all, that nothing is too hard for him. Or that he is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask, think, or imagine. Another confirmation was a dream about an imposter cop who was trying to make me stop waiting for the big parade. Pictures of thousands of sheep all walking toward me on a country road lined with trees. Pastors and others speaking the assurance that God is going to do all he's promised. On and on over the years. Today, the greatest of all is to have my son Etienne uh, call and tell me that when he was given an assignment to pray, the first thing he saw were the popcorn. Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus! Bless you all for the uh, or bless you all for your powerful prayers of agreement. Nothing could thrill me more. That's what his mom said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I believe that really. So that was 1986. It's, and this is an epic, this is something, this is a prophetic promise that God gave this woman years ago. And I believe that we're about to see a rapid fulfillment of this. She only saw a few pops here and there, but the pressure has been continuing to increase. And we're in a season of like, it's time for us to get into action, right? Back Mm -hmm. in action, Looney Tunes, back in action, there's a movie,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that as we do that, we are going to begin to subdue the earth. I think that was the picture with um the from the Looney Tunes movie, the popcorn fill in the aliens helmet. You know, uh-huh. we, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. We subdue the enemy, and the the way the enemy attacks our minds, as our minds come into alignment with the mind of Christ. And we multiply that into others by showing them where their error is or where the lies they believe are and by showing them the truth in God's word. And then even that she put in here about dreams about um, hundreds of sheep on a country road I'm like, was she giving me a prophetic word? I know, right? I'm like, yeah. uh, Was just talking about like the flock, and you know, getting like moving on to this farm, and the Lord's been showing me barn animals. I'm like, I don't know the first thing about sheep, and I have allergies, Lord. So either you're going to need to heal me, and you're going to have to teach me how to take care of, uh, you know, both. It could be both. Like, (laughs) but yeah, I really, and you know, sheep are led by the Lord, like. He's our good shepherd, and so that just speaks to me about God restoring. Even it, it's twenty twenty three Psalm
3: twenty three. Mm-hmm.
2: You know that the Lord is my shepherd; I have all that I need. Right.
1: Oh, okay. So this is really cool um, for those who, yeah. Uh, Illumination was saying lots of uh, about Psalm twenty, Psalm twenty three for this year. What's interesting. Is that this year, I think they did the Dove awards or something like that recently? I, it was something like that, and the the worship artist Phil Wickham just released a song about psalm twenty three Wow, yeah, this was like I saw it like two, three days ago, something like that. It was I, I want to say it might have even been Monday, Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, which is which was yesterday. Um, I thought today was Wednesday for like a split second. anyways, um. Yeah, so really really cool. I mean, it's obvious that God is really confirming that Psalm 23 thing. So
2: You know what's interesting too? So I've been hearing Psalm 24. Um and I you would think that Psalm 23 would be the thing which he is speaking to me about 20, Psalm 23, but it's he told me Psalm 23 leading into Psalm 24. And Psalm 24 is about God coming in as a mighty man of war and it says open up you gates swing wide you ancient yeah. doors of destiny right for the king of glory is about to come through you and i believe that as we are in this year of you know 2020 or 2023 psalm 23 year oh my goodness and it's the 24th today i just how's, looked at your clock like what how's that
1: for confirmation yes
2: so, but that as we come into alignment yeah. with the Lord's process in, in Psalm 23, we allow him to be the provider of our needs. We allow him to guide us in ruts of righteousness for his namesake. He's going to anoint our heads with oil. He's going to fill our cups to overflowing, you know, in the presence of our enemies. He's going to pre- prepare a table, a feast for us um that we don't have to be afraid when we go through the valley of the shadow of death because he's going to be with us. So that's you know all those things so he's going to lead us through that psalm and then 2024 is going to be the year where we're going to see the manifest glory come in through his people who have learned how to be shepherded by him and discipled mm. by him.
3: Yeah.
2: Um and it's interesting. I feel like the Lord is on There's like a thing about sound and worship this year, too. Um, When I was looking up what epic meant, it's a long um, narrative in verse form that tells the heroic journey of a single person or a group of persons. Um, Elements that typically distinguish epics include superhuman deeds, fabulous adventures, highly stylized language and a blending of lyrical and dramatic traditions. So that could also be music and epic could be released in song. Mm-hmm. And that is all part of Psalm 24. Um Psalm 24 was written when King David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into um it was actually Shiloh at the time that was the the capital of Israel, and he was dancing before the Ark of the Lord, and I I tell people this all the time, when I dance, when I'm out, um, obviously, I'm a thick girl, and I'm not a big fan (laughs) of exercise, so, um, and I'm fine with that, I love my body, I I love who God made me to be, but I'm thick, and that's okay, my
3: husband likes this, I
2: I like butter, Yeah, you know, call me Butter
1: Butter is great. yeah,
2: I, you know it is what it is. Yeah, and um, I rather be a little bit chunky and happy than skinny and starving my life. But yeah. um, you know whatever. And but I don't I don't dance because I enjoy to dance. I mean sometimes I do, but not very often will I work up a sweat and think that that's enjoyable. And um, so I dance because it's required to usher in the glory of the Lord. It's a yeah. sacrifice of praise. Um, and that it's biblical protocol it's hebraic protocol if you learn how the priests ushered in the glory of the lord and it's all it's dance and it's musical instruments it's worship it's sound Mm. and it's holy reverence for the one that you're celebrating um and i believe that there's we're going to see a a a really wild thing break out in the way of worship movements hmm. going back to the tying that in with like the popcorn stuff we were in Vinny's attic that he my worship pastor um who's starting the arise or the come up here worship movement
3: mm-hmm.
2: um with with us um he's fantastic. He's very anointed. I I was having all these crazy dreams about what he's doing as far as like these worship experiments. And, um, it's like, I call it a worship lab because it's almost like he's just trying different sounds, different Mm. techniques. He's bringing in different people that have very different expressions, you know, and he's mixing them all together. And it can be kind of goofy and wacky, but God, like the anointing is on it. God's fun.
1: Well, I mean, I, I've, I released on here that God's releasing creativity too. So, you know, it's just, yeah. that's, that's what he's doing in 2023. So that's that right on the money.
2: So they were up in their attic and they were doing this thing called midnight oil, which I hadn't even thought about the name of you know, this show that they're doing, but it's where they're bringing all these people in late at night and they're just worshiping and being goofy and seeing what God brings out. And Vinny had brought up a guy that was kind of rough, like, you know, on the streets was not necessarily like, wasn't like the impression that I was given was that we didn't really know, like if there were going to be some Some language that was going to come out Uh because he's a talented like rapper, but it wasn't really his scene. But Vinny just felt to invite him anyway. So he comes up there and they're all doing what they do. And out of nowhere, this guy starts screaming, what is that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've never felt this way before. What is that? What is that? Wow. And he's freaking out and it's all caught. Like it's all caught on video. And there th- this guy literally in their goofiness as they're worshiping and just having fun in the presence of the Lord, this guy radically like has an encounter with Jesus. And feels his presence in such a profound way. The dude leaves totally transformed. And I'm like, that's a popcorn people. Hmm. Yeah. They're it was
1: just, just instantaneous,
2: instantaneous yeah. Yeah. Up there in the oil, the anointing it's midnight oil in the fire of God's love. And this guy who, you know, didn't know the Lord and was very very different, just has a radical encounter with God's spirit that transformed him. And now Vinny is discipling him. Mm. And I and I'm like, dude, I was like, that is a first fruits. Yeah. I'm gonna continue to do that. He's gonna and so there's really something on yes, exactly, creativity. I believe that even ties into like what you're called to with the videography and being a producer, um, movies. I know that um the Jesus Revolution is coming out on 222 and that's a movie about the Jesus People movement. And I think honestly it's so interesting. I have been saying since 2016 the Lord told me I am releasing a new Jesus Revolution. said so I'm I'm going to start a new end time love revolution. It's going to be a revolution of bridal love. That's going to revolutionize the seven mountains of influence. Hmm. And he's been saying that to me since 2017. And so I have always been fascinated with past moves of God. And I've always thought that like, I feel like my life, like I'm living in a movie, like, cause this is too crazy for it to be actually like one person's life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always said that if God ever like had somebody make a movie about my life, I would want them to include a whole section that was like the book of Chronicles, where it listed all the names of every person that has been connected to my ministry, Um, you know, like in the credits, because I don't ever want it to just be about me. I want it to be about what God did in the lives around me. Yeah. But. Even with that, I feel like, and it coming out on the date that I'm going to be having this arise women's movement um, in Hamilton, Ohio, I, I feel like the Lord was even speaking to me about that, saying like the things that people are doing. And this is not just about my ministry. I believe that it's it's speaking to many different people, leaders, um, and individuals in the body of Christ. Because it's not it's not all about me. It, it right. never is. Never will be. Right. It's all about Jesus. Right. But that he's saying, like, I'm getting ready to launch things in this season that years down the road, people are going to have conversations about. People are going to talk about these big things like movies are going to be made like the Jesus revolution are going to be made from things that are going to happen in 2023. And um, because they are going to be so epic, Mm. you know, um, and so I have just been, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, uh, that, that God would do that. I feel like there is a restoration and it's interesting too, because I think it was in, it was either 2020 or 2021 when God gave me the word about, um, the reversal of Roe v. Wade, he said, as yeah, I it was
1: 2020, I want to say it was 2022,
2: 2022. like
1: early, I want to say it was early 2022. But it actually could have, been, uh, you know, see it now in
2: 2021, yeah, yeah. See now, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't, know. yeah, because it's been a year, um, but almost a year since Roe. But he said that he said, as I reverse the curse on the nation, he said, I'm also going to be reversing, um, the error that was released during the season that Roe V Roe v Wade was um that that season released and so like we know that in that time in the the 60s and the 70s there was it was a time of war it was the vietnam war
3: mm-hmm. and
2: there was like this huge sexual like revolution that happened where people totally put off sexual purity and they began to just you know it was like a anything goes and that was it, the product of that sin produced abortion and Roe v Wade mm-hmm. in our country because people didn't want to deal with the consequences of their, you know, their sin in that area. And we see that as that was unleashed, then all these other sins and brokenness, sexual brokenness has been released. And now we find ourselves here, Roe v. Wade, Jubilee, the word did come true. The Lord performed his word. Um, and I believe it actually snowed maybe in, in Texas just the other day. Oh, wow. Um, wow. On the courthouse where it happened. I'll have to look that up, but I thought yeah. I saw that somewhere. Well, it,
1: that's been confirmed a couple of times for you at different, different points in the timeline of Roe v. Wade.
2: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, really but cool. I, I believe that now all of a sudden, you know, it's the Jubilee for the unborn. And now God's saying, like, if I'm not just reversing abortion, now I'm coming to address all of the sins that produced that evil decree in your country. Because if we don't deal with all that stuff, then we're just going to see it be put back into law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just because it's illegal in some states doesn't mean that it's illegal in all states. Actually, right.
1: People the, certainly act, acted like that was the case, but
2: no, really. Abortion overall, over the entire nation, abortion has only decreased by 6%,
1: which is, you which know, is I so don't,
2: significant.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I would imagine God, that's going to increase. That'll increase, you know. I, I think that number will, will increase of the if amount of people that are well, no, I'm saying I mean, we are going to, but I'm just saying that 6% is going to turn into a decrease of 10% of 15 of 20. Amen. Like it's going to, yeah, like that, that is going to happen. But yes, to what you're saying, if we don't do anything and we just kind of go, okay, well, that was cool. Yay. And then we just go about our way. Like, it, you know, it's like, The breaches will be filled, you know, but the uh, hell will repair the breaches if we do nothing, you know?
2: Right. And that's, and that's what, yeah, exactly. And that's why we have to, that's why it's so awesome and amazing for me to see that, you know, in full Elijah list style that you guys are catching the wind, like right when God is saying like, Hey, you know, it's time to like do this. You know, Mm -hmm. um, because that we got to restore the family and we've got to, um, teach and disciple people, disciple the nations to show them that God's way is the best way. Um, it's not because he's trying to, um, keep us from doing fun things. It's because like sin has consequences, even if he paid for them, um, it causes devastation. And so we have to have our minds renewed, um, and not be conformed to the image of this world, but be conformed to his image and his value system so that, um, we can have a healthy, happy whole, um, you know, world until he returns and then everything will be perfect.
1: Well, you know what I was thinking of, um, just in regards to the Uh, you know, the, the, uh, what you were talking about that happened in the sixties and, and, um, you know, crisis, the Vietnam war, and then, um, the, the Jesus movement happening, but it was also, there was a counterfeit that was running either into, I wasn't alive around then, you know, so I haven't done enough research on this. Some of you guys who are watching were, um, but, um, there was a counterfeit running along the Jesus uh, movement, which was the hippie movement, which is all about love. And it was just all carnal, a carnal interpretation of love.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
1: And so as a result, promiscuity increased, drug abuse, alcohol addiction, all kinds of stuff. Rise in tons of cults. Um, There are tons of cults, you know. So there was a counterfeit running at the same time, and I've talked about, I've talked about a lot of like when we look at stuff happening in the world. There's a temptation to go, "Oh, look what hell is doing." Saying, "What are you, God? What are you gonna do?" You know, when it's like, Mm -hmm. it's the other way around. It's always we're seeing a reaction to what heaven is doing, Um, and. Uh, to to Because if we say, God, what are you going to do? That That's to say that God was caught off guard by something like that when he's sovereign and he's omnipotent, you know? So um, the same thing was happening back then during the Jesus people movement. Um, and so the, that was a counterfeit that the hippie movement, the peace and love movement was a counterfeit to what God was doing within people. And what's interesting, I've talked to a lot of baby boomers who have said, you know, we had a, we, we had great experiences. We saw a lot of, lot of, uh, a, a lot of, uh, salvations, but we all had the mentality or a lot of us had the mentality of, well, we don't need to go occupy. We don't need to do anything because Jesus is coming back. You know? And so that was the mentality, but what's interesting, and this is just like God to do this is now you're talking about Roe v. Wade being undone. We're talking about all these other things we're seeing. Um, we're seeing, you know, like what happened in 2020 with the race riots. We're seeing all these other crazy things that were happening, which were, you know, and like uh, the stupid chop thing that was in Seattle, which was like, oh, but, oh we're going to have love. And then they started like, you know, bad things happen there. Um, and now there's a, a revival is, is springing up from the ground, right? Mm-hmm. All over the place. And guess who the generals are of. Of this move of God, what He's doing? It's the the it's the Jesus people. It's the people that were around during that time who are our age and younger during that movement. And now God is giving them back an opportunity to be like lead the charge. You know what? You yeah. know what? You know what didn't work last time. You know what? You guys recognize the error of your ways. You know, and not, that's not to discredit the people that actually did lead charges that did do amazing things back then. But mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of baby boomers. Who said exactly what I just said, where they were like, We just didn't do anything about it. We were like, Oh, Jesus is coming back. We don't need to do anything. And then as a result, hell occupied all these things we were meant to occupy. And so now God is like, Now the generals are those people. And I'm like, Dude, let's go, dude. Like, let's Yeah. Yeah. Those That's are the redemption generals. right there. Or, you know? or
2: even, yes, that is totally redemption. Or the other thing that I'm seeing is God raising up new generals that mm-hmm. are the product of that time period. hmm. Um, and, um, like for, you know, I'm not a seventies baby, but it's the millennials. It's the children of the boomers, mm-hmm. right? Like the boomers, they, my mom, she was a baby boomer. She was, she was a, a flower girl, you know, like she, the flower power, hippie movement uh-huh. or whatever,
1: Putting her, flowers dad, in gun barrels. Yeah. Yes.
2: And that was her, you know, her and my dad were both hippies and I was just sitting with dad last night and he was, we were listening to some old seventies music that they used to listen to when they were high school sweethearts. Um, but it was from that, you know, is that it's like their generation is the one that yes, they are the generals and they have been training and equipping the, these new ones that are coming up, you know, like I see guys like Bill Johnson, you know, and um. Chris Valentin and Randy Clark, like these, you know, um, who else Heidi uh, Baker, these amazing generals of the faith that were young in the 70s that were all impacted by the Jesus movement. And then they got uh, hit again in like the Brownsville Revival or the Toronto Blessing. That was like their renewal. And that was when they started to realize, like, "Wow, okay, we made a mistake. We didn't occupy."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: right?" And I think that that really at the charismatic renewal is when they started repenting for that. And that was when you see guys like Lou Engle um, really coming forth with yeah. uh, you know, the charge to call a younger generation to fasting and prayer.
3: Uh-huh.
2: It's crazy. I have this book back here by Lou Engle called Elijah Revolution. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. Um, I this book was my mom's. I I that was really the only really thing I, okay yeah, is the only thing I really got from my mom was her books. And um I was look just packing stuff and I found that book. And it's by Lou Engle. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, it's like 100 years old. Let's look and see what's in here.
1: <laughs> no offense to Lou. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. No offense to Lou. I actually texted him when I like saw some of the pages. I was like bawling my eyes out. Like, oh, my life makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm reading it. And I realize that everything that God had given Lou Engle all those years ago, that he was praying and contending. For our generation and the ones that are coming after us, is in that book. And my mom got that book, and through p- passages of it, she had parentheses around certain passages, and she would write my name. Over them and say, "I'm praying this over my daughter. This Dude, is for that's Krista. So cool, this is man. for Krista." Wow! And I, and I had been wondering, like, God, why? Because I met Lou Engle and I was, and I found out about all this stuff that he was doing. I was like, "How in the world am I walking in this man's like intercession?" I have he, I have no connection to him. It's super weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I find this book and I see it is because my mom came into agreement with Lou Engel's prayers and began to prophesy and pray those things over me. Hmm. And I just bawled my eyes out. I took pictures of these passages and sent them to Lou. And I'm like, I get it. Thank you. Hmm. You know, thank you so much for being that generation that repented and then got up off their behind and said, no, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to, we're going to engage. We're, we're going to have a clash of the titans, right? And, and I believe the Lord is, is, you know, as those generals of the faith are moving into their last phase of ministry, that those of us in our generation are coming up behind them. There's like a complete um, shifting of uh, and changing of the guard that's coming. And God is raising up men and women to be uh, new reformers in this movement to f- come up behind and finish the work that they started. Mm. And it's almost like, man, God is so good, dude. I feel like just this mercy and compassion on, like, you know, my parents' generation, right? Where mm. um, it's like God is saying, like, hey, you know, honey. I I see where you missed it, but watch, I'm going to use your children to redeem everything that the enemy took advantage of because of ignorance.
3: Hmm.
2: Right? Like how good is God that he is going to allow and I just feel like this is a word for some of you like if you're a if you're a baby boomer and you're on here and you're like yeah, that witness is with me. I was a hippie. And but then I had an encounter with Jesus. I got saved in the Jesus people movement. And I wish that I had known what, you know, was going to happen today because I didn't take a stand and I thought that Jesus was going to come back tomorrow. And I, and I just feel like, you know, if, if that's you and you felt like this guilt or this shame or this regret, like God is going to take all the bitter places and he's going to make them sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's redeeming the time. He's going to redeem everything that the enemy stole. And he's actually going to use your kids. You are going to, whoa, you're going to watch your kids carry the torch, pick up the torch and run. Um, your race and you're going to taste the fruit of your labors in the promised land. You're going to watch your children. Oh my gosh. I just got a vision of, um, of Moses watching Caleb and Joshua enter the promised land. And, um, yeah, so Lord, we just thank you for that. And we're crossing over into that promised land. We're not going around that mountain again, you know. And I also just feel too like um there's been such a a movement, you know, like I, I go to these things where um, you know, there's a lot of people that follow Elijah's streams, you know, and they're all people my mom's age. Mm-hmm. And they are totally leading the charge.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. oh. Wow.
2: I just feel all of heaven's honor and even like I even feel like there are abortive mothers on here, you know, that you were really young when you had your abortion. Maybe it happened during the, the Jesus people movement, you know, or it happened in the seventies or the early eighties, you know, before there was a lot of um, understanding or research about it. And you were just ignorant and you were scared. And um, I just, and, but you have risen up in your latter days to be a voice or to um, be a part of, you know, the reawaken, the reawakening of America, right? And um to speak the truth. And I just feel that the cloud of witnesses, the children that are there are cheering you on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um they are so proud of you. Um, they're so proud of you for, um, not allowing the stumble to keep you down, but instead getting back up, dusting yourself off and pressing on. And, um, so I just want to bless you with that. Um, and just say thank you to all the mothers and the fathers and the faith who have, um, paved a way, who have blazed a trail, For our millennial generation to come up behind you. And I even just feel that many of you are going to be the ones that are financially secure and are going to be able to sow into seeds that are going to directly impact these issues um, of, you know, sexual sin uh, that is going to reverse the curse and, and establish solutions in our generation. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So if that's you and and you've sown in any way to Elijah fire, Elijah streams to my ministry, thank you so much. I honor you. And I ask that the Lord would, um, would bless you and increase you a thousand times more than you already are. And that, um, you would see the fruit that comes from these ministries that are impacting those sort of things, even if it's not our ministries, if it's another ministry that God has called you to. Um, but that that you would see the fruit of of what your seed has has sown into, and that you would know, that you are laying up treasure in heaven, that you have stock in heaven, that whatever it is, I mean, like, do you know that anytime you sow into Elijah fire, whenever a life is changed through Elijah fire, that you actually get a portion of that eternal reward in heaven That's what makes it a commission. Some people like Like Jeff and I are called to 100% full-time ministry to build the body of Christ. And some of you are called to the marketplace. You're called to the mountain of of economy to be able to sow into and provide for the priests, provide for those who feed um, the flock spiritual food. Right. And, and so, because you do that, there's an exchange of wealth and There is a stock exchange that happens in the spirit. And so I just ask for an increase in that stock, Lord. Yeah, I ask for an increase in stock Mm -hmm. in Jesus name and, and that there would be. I even I don't even know why but I'm seeing the stock market. I don't know nothing about the stock market, but I just saw bars going up and and I believe that the Lord is saying that some of you have even had stock that you've paid into. This is for baby boomers specifically. You've paid into stock in the actual stock market and um you've seen a huge stock decrease. I believe the Lord is saying that he's going to give you wisdom on where to sow into another venture where you are going to see a massive increase in your stock and that he is going to increase your finances to so that you can increase your financial seed into the kingdom. Wow. The Lord says gold. Um so I don't know um I don't know much about any of this, but I feel the Lord is saying that um, there is a big thing on on heavy metals and God restoring the the gold standard, and that um, if you have been investing into precious metal, um, that you're about to receive a. Um, I heard the word dividend. I don't really. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what any <laughs> of this means. But you're about to receive dividends on where you have um, invested. Precious metals. Um, thank you, God. Uh, thank you, God. I just heard Bitcoin. I believe the Lord is saying too um, that that there are what are you saying, Lord? That irregular ir, uh, regulation issues in the the um, digital money market. Um, are about to be addressed and that, um, if you have been worried about Bitcoin, the Lord is saying specifically that, um, I just, I feel like he's saying that Bitcoin is safe. And so don't be afraid in regards to that particular Um, that particular market. Um, but I also just feel that the Lord is saying that He is going to give you wisdom on when to pull out. Whoa, I I heard the Lord say that for some that have um dig like digital money, Bitcoin stuff. I don't. I really do not know anything about. I mean, like I'm kind of. Amazed at what God's telling me right now. Yeah. I hope it makes sense. But I feel like he says that um some of you have had this digital currency and you've been sewing into certain um you know, certain exchanges, certain different kinds. Um, and the Lord says that there is somebody listening where You've taken a really big loss in one of those things, like you've taken a loss in those things um, and that the Lord is going to have you wait for a certain period of time where you're going to see the increase come back. Um, It's not going to quite reach where it was when you originally bought it, but the Lord says to wait for that. Um, And I don't know why, but I'm seeing the number 13 and but when you see that to know that it's time for you to pull out before it takes another major crash and then right after that we're going to see some new legislation that's going to come in regards to regulating bitcoin um, and so that's why the lord is saying when it hurt, when it hits that that number that threshold you might take a small hit but it'll be time to pull out. You'll receive most of your money back and then you'll be given a direction on where to invest that next thing, um, into another thing. Um, but the Lord is actually going to protect you because you have sown into kingdom exploits. And so, um, don't, don't wait for it to increase above where you bought it. I feel like this is specific for, you know, some people that are watching, like it's witnessing with your spirit. Um, and so if it's witnessing with your spirit, go ahead and take it and run with it. Um, but I was seeing the number 13. I don't really know what that means. Um, so definitely search that out um, and, and pray into that more. Um, or maybe just wait for something to hit 13 or whatever, I don't know, but um, yeah, bless you with that. And and this is for the boomers, so Lord, we thank you for the boomers. We just say Mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom in their bank accounts to be able to sow into kingdom exploits in Jesus' mighty name.
3: Yeah,
1: amen.
2: Yeah, amen. So pop, I guess, pop, pop, popping off in your bank accounts so that. You can send evangelists into the field that will do the works of ministry to multiply the kingdom. That's it, right there. You've got it because you got to pay when you go to the movies. You know, you got to pay when you buy popcorn. There's a price, right? So, and it's going to be the mothers and fathers, yes, that are going to pay the price for their kids, for us, the millennials and the zennials,
1: taking us to the movies, take
2: us to the movies, family movie Whoa. night, yeah, family that's a great idea <laughs> yeah oh my gosh well that tied in together pretty well you can
1: have that one for free krista amen yeah. it's mm-hmm. gonna be epic yeah it is gonna we be always epic.
2: get the same words remember we got level up
1: yeah last year
2: mm-hmm. interesting
1: yeah so cool all right so krista um how can people follow you all that good stuff
2: yeah go to my website Krista Um, Elisha.com all my stuff is on there. Yep. Right there. Ding, ding. And um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, so my Elisha's mantle mentoring um, that is an incredible resource. We just did on a thing on prophecy today. People really got blessed, but I just launched um, I'm going to be officially launching it at the women's summit, but a brand new recovery program called Polaris that leads people um, out of the pain and bondage of their past into Mm -hmm. complete freedom in jesus and um, it is a small group format that helps people navigate and disciple one another um yeah so i just created that and released it and if you join emm you automatically get those resources for free so oh, snap exactly so well,
1: what's cool about that is that um you know you and i did that episode last year called from trauma to triumph which was a very popular very popular that was actually pre us getting shadow banned on youtube so it was like Twenty thousand views or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, and so um, yeah, so uh, it, if anybody wants a taster of what to expect, you can go watch that episode called "From Trauma to Triumph" last year on Elijah Five. If you just go in our backlog, you can find it. And you go, you know what? I need this. I need more. You know, yeah, um, because yeah, that that's a great opportunity, and I think you that's something that God has really blessed you with is helping people walk through that stuff. So, um,
2: yeah. And all of the people in the EMM tribe, they, you know, you're getting pretty much like face to face discipleship with me and then with each other every week. Um, and not only that, but we've got like over 400 and some members now, and we're having, we're starting to have regional meetings. Um, so we call them lit fellowship regionals, and it's my tribe that are joining in different places all over the country, coming together to have house group, community, and discipleship. And so, um, speaking of the popcorn, so if you want to get around some oily hot folks, and you're tired of being alone, um, and you want to grow in looking more like Jesus and doing the works of ministry then you want to check out emm
1: there you go there you go hey when's your new book coming out
2: um hopefully soon um i've been writing is another- so vague i, know. I need dates any so- time frames it's coming. well i'm actually getting ready to release a mini book it's the mobilization model for um for women that is going to provide practical tools and um and information on how we can be a solution to these issues that are happening in our country. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to release that on Amazon. I'm going to be releasing that at the women's summit too. So we'll see how all that goes and see if that actually becomes something that I can offer to the public um, or if it's just going to be like a mini mag. And then after that, I'm going to be writing my next book, which is going to tie into the Polaris program and
1: very exciting. Very exciting. All right, Krista. Well, thank you, as always, for coming on Elijah Fire. It's always so much fun. And it's just an excuse to hang out with you. I know, really. With a full audience of people, you know, but whatever. So, um, okay. So, everybody, as we're closing out, some of you guys missed the intro. Elijah Streams grants a very exciting thing that we have just launched with Elijah Streams, which is... I'm going to read the copy here. We are focusing the next few months on helping organizations based here in the U.S. I'm sorry, all the internationals, but just for now, here in the U.S., you have to be based here in the U.S. who are involved in assisting in recovery and restoration of human trafficking victims. You guys, this is absolutely just an amazing, amazing opportunity um, to possibly get some grant a grant from Elijah's Dream's for your ministry involving human trafficking so um if you guys navigate over to elijah streams grants.com that'll forward you to a website and you can choose between applying on behalf of an organization you represent or you can recommend an organization to us so elijah streams grants.com guys very exciting very exciting things recommend me (laughs) Very exciting things in store for 2023. And Elijah Streams, so this is like just the first fruits of it. So very exciting. Also, Elijah Streams or Elijahfire.com slash donate. Every single time you donate there, that makes this thing stay free at five days a week, keeps us afloat. You guys have been so generous. So generous that we've been able to take a portion of it and funneling it over to digging freshwater wells. In other nations, um, and that's just gonna continue to expand. We're digging a new freshwater well every three days. I know that number, I feel it. That number is gonna decrease. It's gonna be like every every three hours, you know. That would be amazing. So, um, but that's because of you guys' donations. That's because of you guys sewing into this ministry and allowing us to give to others as well. So um, oh man, we love you guys. You guys are amazing. Yeah, so we Yeah. So have a blessed day, you guys, and join us tomorrow for part three of four of our understanding healing series, teaching series with Ivana Tia. The last episode has been so lit and then tomorrow's is going to be so, so great as well. So that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. So be blessed you guys and we'll see you tomorrow with part three of four of understanding healing with Ivana Tia. Bye.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.